Hi, I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that wondered why it was so hard to make friends as we got older. Join us each week on Bask in Friendship as we explore friendship themes and tips on forging better bonds. We believe female friendships are going to save the world. Hello, welcome to Bask episode two. So we're just going to jump into it. Sally and I, we're both women in our 30s. And between the two of us, we went to college, grad school. We've had jobs post-college. We've worked on startups. We've volunteered for organizations. We've been social. We've had kids. We've started companies. We've moved a handful of times. And gosh, we've probably tried everything over the years. Sally, you're a self-prescribed extrovert, and I am very much an introvert, um, maybe an ambivert on a good day. And I think we've both had incredibly robust support systems in the form of husbands and friends. We've never had a shortage of dinner dates or hangouts, play dates, book clubs. Truly, we're so privileged and lucky. And yet, we started this podcast about friendship, and we're working on an app to help females make deep friendships. Seriously, what's going on here? What is the why here? I think first we started to compare notes over the last year. We both moved in recent years and in combination with COVID, we were just wondering how could we possibly meet friends? And in looking even further back, we started to observe even our own friendship and how meeting around a shared interest in real life and then sharing these experiences around that interest really helped us. Uh, But with COVID and a new home, we just did not see the ease of knowing where to jump in with our interest in our new environment. And more importantly, if we were to jump into a Zoom session with a gardening group, for example, we just didn't have the same ease of establishing a strong foundation for potential friends. Totally. I think it's also felt that the COVID times, um, you know, during our COVID times that meetups held virtually aren't necessarily like holding the space to meet and get to know people, but are often around some sort of objective. Like after all, the faster you get on Zoom and into your real life, the better, right? So we're not actually using that Zoom time to get to know people. Absolutely. It actually reminds me of the one and only really great Zoom community experience I had. And what I feel like they did differently was they had your typical weekly Zoom, but they held space for these ad hoc, off the cuff, kind of water cooler talk moments by holding an office hours. So for two hours every week after the call, days later on a Friday morning, People could lazily come in and out, pop in with questions, but a lot of times people just chit-chatted and they shared things and they really hit home how valuable this unscheduled time together was. And it was really, I think for, for me and I shared with Sally, one of the best proximities for technology to feel like real life. And I walked away actually feeling like I had some professional friends and it got our wheels turning about video being a great proximity for real interaction, but how quickly you can build trust when you see a real face, a real human. They stutter. They're not just a list of likes and dislikes. They're a human and you connect and how magical that can be when it's online. Sally, have you had any experiences with online groups like this through Zoom? Well, I've had like a hybrid where I joined an organization after a move and during COVID and um, last summer, they got us all together in real life. However, 
there were still some people that didn't feel like getting together, even in a small group with a six foot, you know, distance between everybody. So they enabled them to call in via Zoom and they put this group of people on Zoom on a laptop, on a desk, in the middle of this socially distanced meetup in a park in the middle of a city. And what was happening was fascinating. Everyone that was there in real life, even again, six feet apart, was saying hello, was wanting to meet one another. And no one wanted to go to the desk to talk to the people on Zoom. They were all having their own conversation. So this hybrid approach definitely revealed that in real life conversations kind of superseded the connection into the laptop, but the folks that were still on Zoom also had sort of their own meeting. So I think there are ways to accomplish both. Um, And I think you use this word intention. I think as long as that intention is there in either the in real life space or the Zoom space, I think um, there's a lot of good. And like you said, magic that can happen. So We've covered that to make friends, you ideally need something in real life around a shared interest that's open and intentional and easy to actually start to get to know someone. I mean, that's why we have after work happy hours a lot of days or, you know, uh, social groups that we can just get to get to know people during. Um, It's hard when you're just after college and you've had dozens of friend possibilities living and working and breathing all around you while you've been in college. So I think secondly, we noticed that technology had completely transformed our lives in the last 20 years. Most importantly for what we're talking about is the transformation about how two people meet to date, get married, build a life together. I mean, it's incredible that two people can meet over an app and end up having kids and growing old. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking as someone who's uh, seven years into a Tinder marriage, I can support that technology can work in forging relationships when people uh, go in with the same intentions. But where is that technology for making friends? Yeah, there's new friendship apps out there, but I know I'm not using them. And I'm not using them either. And the folks that we've talked to aren't using them. If we've got such an important and clear analog in dating apps, why hasn't friendship been solved with an app? And I cringe even a little bit when I say that because it feels like kind of harsh and callous and calculated. Yes, all those things. And yet we've got friends that met on an app. And so that's our challenge. But more on that in a future episode. (laughs) Yes. Um, And as females looking for female friends, we've got some great ideas on how to make a better app. But lastly, I think we are drawn to supporting females and finding friends via an app because of the insane epidemic of loneliness that's pervasive in our world right now. Three out of five Americans are lonely. COVID isolated us more than we already were. And loneliness is linked to higher rates of anxiety and depression, which can lead to death. And friendship can actually reduce death rates. That's been proven in the research too. And on top of loneliness and isolation, America had a reckoning with race and political views in the last year, and we're continuing to have it. I think we're in a scary place where everyone just feels so polarized. And if you're not this, you're not that, and I don't like you. And I know we've started to develop a hypothesis that women and our deep female friendships as we age can actually fuel some of this connection and understanding that we also desperately need. Women set the tone for society at large, so to speak. And so to us, I think we started to see that deep friendships as an antidote to loneliness and also as a way to support connection between people in times when no one seems to want to talk it out. So why bask? 
We are connecting the challenge with making friends in adulthood with the solution of technology to solve the isolation and divisiveness in our country. Phew. <laughs> this is not a small feat, but one that we are so excited about. If you liked getting deep with us today, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and send us a note if you and a friend want to share your friendship story with a broader audience. See you next time on Bass.